Sporting touch of hands. Round number one. There's that fast start. Mama no born in the Bronx, raising data. Been in the city since Pit had braids. Bahapanti parties, but I know how to sneak me out. Now it's seven figure meetings every day. We need a house. It's game time, the game's mine. You know the vibe. Yeah, yeah, how a new and dead or repping 305. Welcome everybody to another episode of Don't Blink Podcast. Yes. Me, the kid. And oh, today yeah. we got, I was gonna call him Coach Phil DeRue, but he's really more like Professor Phil DeRue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, don't do me like that. <laughs> My brother called Spill the Room, man. Thank you so much for being uh, on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we know each other for a while now, but this is the first time I knew that they call you Bam Bam, dog. Wow. And I can see it. And I can see it. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so much. My, my homegirl there in research, bro. You know what I'm That's <laughs> our executive producer right there. Shout out to Jim. No bullshit. When I read it, I go, man, I can see him as Bam Bam from the French <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I was hitting a lot of things as a, as a young kid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm known for patching up walls in my mom's house back in the day. Exactly. My brother, thank you so much for being on here, man. Thank you, bro. This yeah. is awesome. I love this spot. I love yeah. this spot. You guys, yeah, thank you. Really Miami in here. Yeah, for sure. Nice. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you know, a little flavor. Hell yeah. Um, Man, it's awesome to have you on. You know, I did your show not too long ago. Yeah. It's, you know, amazing to, to have you on because uh, even before I met you in person, you know, it's funny, you follow people on Instagram, you feel like you know them and shit, you know, because yeah. you see these people. But uh, I, followed, I followed everything you do on Instagram. You know, uh, did some of your training that you put on, on you know, which I'm sure a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but it's awesome what you're doing in your career, man. And, and at, at a young age, man, you know what I mean? I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And you're doing a great job, too, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. Right? Thank you Reg on the podcast, I think it was one of the most viewed podcasts. Really? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Nice. Come on, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Everything was on point. Thank you. And I, and I expected nothing less. Thank you. Thank so, you very much. Oh, I do want to pre- I appreciate you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Um, I will say this, man. It's been a long road. I mean, a lot of people, you know, see me now as, as like, you know, doing the YouTube thing and everything else. But I've been at this since I was 20 years old. You know? I was a professional fighter myself for eight years. I was a part of the American Top Team, Dean Thomas. Then after that, I was like, you know what, man? I need to figure out a way that I can help other individuals. And usually, and, like, and make money. <laughs> that fighting, money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's funny because somebody did ask me. You ever get the itch to fight again? I'm like, absolutely. But at the same time, right. you got to pay me a little bit. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, but, uh, but you know, it's never, never out of the question. Right, 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 right. Or not. But, you know, I stopped fighting primarily because of concussions. And I had eight or nine concussions that I should count, really, because I played college football. I played football all my life since I was like seven, eight years old. You know, growing up in South Florida, this is what we do. Absolutely. Either fight or play football, so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but yeah, so, I think for me it was more so just like I needed to find a way that I was able to stay inside the sport and stay inside the world of combat sports and give my, what my talents have actually been given to me. So being able to do that as a coach and teach other individuals how to do it the right way is important. And now I'm able to coach other coaches, which is absolutely phenomenal. No, it's awesome. You know, I, yeah, actually, you know, shout out to Mac, my coach, man, get, to, get some tips from you yeah. too. And uh, no, and it's 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 awesome to see it, man. You know, you've uh, congratulations on your accomplishments. I saw the other day you won the trainer of the year again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah like, congratulations on that. Yeah, I'm blessed for that, man. I, I think that for me it was more of like I've always stated that I wanted to be known as the best at what I do, right? So wanted people to know who I was and, and knew what I stood for. And so getting these awards and everything is great. But I'm, I'm again, I'm honored and blessed. For the fact that, first of all, I, I had this set in my mind that I was actually going to win this about five years ago, and I was nominated 
I was nominated two other times. I feel like they got it from me. So <laughs> to win yeah. it. But no, I'm just kidding. But at the end, end of the day, man, it was it was great to win it twice. And I actually won five awards. I won the Florida uh, Florida MMA Awards that back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I won that at 22 years old. Yeah. And I was like my wow. second or third year actually coaching. That's awesome. And I was like, damn, okay, let's run. Yeah, so, yeah. It can only go, you know, it can only get better. Yeah, I, I was actually still fighting, like, competitively. I was a pro fighter at that time, too, as well. But I just started getting into coaching. And then from there, figuring out ways to really coach the guys the, the right way. You know, the, the sport of MMA is super young, you know, and yeah. a lot of people don't know how to train these individuals. And know, I mean, from, from a standpoint of getting them in the proper positions, getting them the proper training, and also scheduling out an appropriate response and stimulating in the right position so that when they go inside the cage or the ring, they're ready to go. Right, right. And how'd you fall upon all that, man? How'd you, did you study that in college? Uh, yeah, it's a science degree, yeah. but I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. A lot of myself that I've learned over the years is self-taught. Okay. Experience mm-hmm. too as well. And the great thing is that I put myself in the position, right? I was there fighting. So I understand the movements. I understand the the whole thing when it comes down to camp and everything else, weight cut, everything else. So I, that's where I really started to develop the programs and the systems that I utilize today. That's awesome, man. Hey, it's, that's fucking, you know, you're well-rounded and everything, man, because it's all important in, in fighting because I, if if I do good with my strength and conditioning, I do shitty with my diet. I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I'm trying to find that balance as we speak in my career, you know? For sure, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I, I always say like, you know, if you're going to do something, you better do it right. Yeah. You know? So yeah, like, for yeah. me, it was, it was always finding the best possible route for those guys to be in the best position possible to win a fight. Hey, and uh, so, so you said you've been playing. You where'd you grow up? Down here in South Florida? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was born in Hawaii. Oh no, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. My, here we go. My, my, my father was in the Navy and all okay. that. I really don't remember any of it. Right. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you know. And then we moved to Hollywood Beach. I remember, and I remember as a young kid, like really getting into martial arts. I was doing Kempo Karate at the time. I did Kempo. That's when you was Bam Bam. Yeah, that's when he started calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you know. Blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. just punching people for no reason, you know. But um, yeah, and then I started playing football, and I was like catching routes on uh, Hollywood Beach at the time. And nice. You know, we had a, I had a, a you know a tough upbringing, obviously, you know. But at the end of the day, it made me who I am today. That's know? awesome. So Absolutely. moved around a lot in Broward, up and down, you know, from Hollywood Beach all the way up to Deerfield Beach at the end of it all. And then I actually got a scholarship, a partial scholarship, and played for Alabama State University. Where I played football there. That's too, the talk. Well. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, and you know, I, I had a little couple of speed bumps. Yeah. You know, um, at 16 years old, I was actually in trouble. Got in trouble. I right? got got locked up. Was in jail, and uh, a lot of my scholarships went off the table. So yeah. I was like, damn, all right, what am I gonna do? Got out, changed schools, um, played, balled out my senior year, and ended up getting that scholarship to go and and actually try to change my life around, and ended up doing that. So I'm happy. And, and, and what brought you around to start fighting after after the football? I was boxing. Well, boxing. I'm sorry. I, I meant to ask you too. Were, were the concussions from, from football also? Most, yeah. most of them were. Yeah, honestly, sure. there was times where I was on the sidelines. I'm like, am I on the field? Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough for me um, to, to kind of let go of, of all that. You know what I mean? Right. When I was fighting, it's like, okay, your goals are make it to the UFC. You know, or mm-hmm. make it to one of the big promotions. Make money doing this. Right. Um, and same thing with football, I had to leave football early because of family situations, right? So I left left Alabama State, canceled a scholarship, went back home, and then my family actually moved from 
uh, Deerfield Beach to Port St. Lucie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which there's like, there was nobody there at the time. Right. I was like, damn, mom, I cannot stay here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it ended up working out because I was, I was boxing on the off season in college. And um, I took the box and I was like, man, I really want to get into combat sports. And then MMA started to make its rise. You know, mm -hmm. this was 2010, 2009, yeah. 2010. So the Ultimate Fighter was coming out. Yeah. Was, everything was, you know, coming up. So I'm like, all right, I still want to box. I really don't want to roll around on the ground a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? I wasn't yeah. a grappler or anything yeah. like that. I knew how to wrestle, knew how to catch wrestle just by athleticism. Right, right, you know? right. And, and, and just growing up in the hood. Exactly, <laughs> right? So, like, you got to do that. And... You know, so I, I went and I checked out a boxing gym in, in Vero Beach. It was a little bit too far from me. I didn't have a, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I had nothing. So I'm like, all right, I can't do that. And I want to train at least twice a day. That's just right. how I am. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, man, where can I go? And I was researching and I looked up and I saw an ATT affiliate gym in Port St. Lucie and Dean Thomas owned it. Okay. So Legend. this is how I, yeah, this how I started how with I Dean. Right there. And uh, I actually walked up on this a funny story. So I, I, we get there. And uh, it's right in front of his uh, his spot, and he's opening up the door, and I walk, and I run up behind him, and he's like, you know, he's kind of on edge, <laughs> and I run, but I'm like I'm like 210 pounds at that point, and like still rough around the edges. Yeah. So I was like, yo, he's like, like, yeah? he's like, what's up, man? Like, and I was like, I want to fight. He was he looked me up and down. He's like, all right, man, come on over at five o'clock, <laughs> check this, you know, see what you yeah. got, you know. And so from then on, it was it was nonstop, man. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. what, a, what a great person to start with, right there, too, man. For real, yeah, definitely. And still talk to him to this day. We gotta we gotta do a couple of things later on uh, throughout the month. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, so my bad, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say when you showed up at five o'clock, what did he have ready for you? So no, so it, did he have somebody? Un like, unfortunately, oh. I wish he would have because then I would have at least proved something. Yeah, but he's kind of like, who's this white boy? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, I ended up going because it, it was like early in the morning too. It was probably about eight, nine o'clock. You know, MMA gym. We ain't there, not open until like at least twelve. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. what I'm saying. So I, I came back later and then did a class, and I actually he made me do a class. Ah, okay. like, Sorry, we gotta stop for one second. Just right now, something happened right there. What happened? Right, just gave an error right now. Gave an error. Hey, I said we rock and roll. Yeah. Give Mike a scream down there. Give Mike we're back. He's nervous down there. <laughs> it's all good. good. I get it. I know how it goes. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We just started that. Yeah, really good. Alright, so yeah. Technical difficulties, but we're back though. Never stop the show. Never stop the show. Never. Hot <laughs> hey, fucking uh, the show must go on. That's it. <laughs> Yo, so I wanna so I wanted to say, like yeah. um so when he told you to come back at five o'clock, was there anything waiting for you? Nah, he wasn't putting me in the ringer like that. But he did say you have to jump in this jujitsu class. The one thing that I did not want to do the first time, right? right. And so I actually jumped in there, and uh, I did actually fairly well. So I was like, oh, I might have something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. here. But then after the class, remind you, I'm two ten. I'm coming right from football, university, and college football. Like I was small, yeah, right? Yeah. I was. I was fucking going against gargoyles, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like 300 pounders. What, what position are you playing at the time? I play strong safety, okay. but, you know, I'm coming from a linebacker spot. Yeah. You know, back, you know, Fort Lauderdale, everybody's fast, yeah, right? Yeah, I was yeah. the slowest on my team, and I was running like a 4 6 40, something like that. <laughs> so you can imagine, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I, when I uh, went to go back there, he was telling me that, you know, after the class, he was like, you know, you're going to have to get down to like 155 pounds. Like, the fuck? I haven't been there since middle school, man. Damn. Like, there's no possible <laughs> way. Then I started looking at him like, then I looked, I went down to Coconut Creek and I saw Tiago Alves and I was like, 
yeah, I probably should go to 55. It's <laughs> <laughs> when he was like 210 and he was fighting at 170. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually end up getting down there until, you know, I, I turned pro. So I fought amateur at 170. But later on during that week, ended up coming back and usually Saturdays was like a, a good like open mat day and everybody kind of sparred and just played around and so that that day I went there and uh we used to have, we had this little cage man it was it was smaller than the bare knuckle ring right now like it was one of those right and so <laughs> a closet yeah, basically right and so it just you had to fight right and uh I remember you guys remember Deuce Gardner? You ever heard of him? Yeah, I remember Deuce, yeah. Yeah, Deuce. So he's a heavyweight, by the way, right? Yeah. And he, he was a M1 champion at the time. And he walks in the gym and he goes, he saw me hitting the bag. And he goes, hey, come on, let's spar. And I go, it's a big motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then everybody was like, yeah, go ahead. See what you got, you know? <laughs> so I remember just like, all right, thinking, all right, I just got to get my first shot off, right? So... I'm in there. I'm a sucker punch this dude. I'm fucking I'm going in. I'm going in, right? So I ended up like, like basically just bobbing and then throwing haymakers, just overhands and hooks, and ended up clipping them. And then he he kind of like okay, and then bell rang. My the guy that was the manager of the gym goes. He comes up to me, and goes, "Listen, he's gonna try to knock you out now. <laughs> oh my God. So just keep your hands up, right?" And I'm probably about I lost a little bit of weight, so I was probably about 185 at the time, 185, 190. So I'm like, all right, fuck. <laughs> so, hands up, I go out there, and he just starts unloading on me, bro. Just hook, Shit. like, three souths. Ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, boom, just getting hit all over the place. End up not getting knocked out, thank, thankfully. Yeah, and uh, got Did the respect. Did you jump? You go, hey. Jump. <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> I was, uh, listen, I, I, was, I was trying to hold my own. You know, you're trying to yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, you know, I tighten up. You uh, know yeah, yeah, of course, but, of course. But it was, it was a good uh, experience to yeah. just know that, all right, I got to be a little bit more strategic with my approach. You Absolutely. Know? Nice. And, and you got out of there with your head, uh, you know, with your head still on. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, when we took this little te technical difficulty, you were telling me a story about um, you, you were with uh, Dustin mm -hmm. um, and you wanted to go see you, Logan Paul, you said? So, lo yeah, this was the day of when Dustin fought Khabib. So okay, huge. Yeah. I mean, after it was, this was in, he was in Abu Dhabi, so I didn't go with him there. And for the most part, I don't really like to travel with the fighters unless I'm in the corner. Right. You know, I'm 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 over like going to watch the fights and sitting there. Right, I just right, right. I rather watch it from the comfort of my own home. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but this opportunity came up, and they called me and they were asking if I could go work with Logan Paul. So I didn't really know too much about it at the time. This is what two, three years ago. Yeah. Okay. So didn't really know too much all i knew that was my my stepdaughters were like oh my god you're going to see logan <laughs> <laughs> so said, like my kids too yeah, yeah. i'm like okay yeah. like yeah. I, I trained yeah. dustin poirier yeah. you want to get jj but hey logan paul you know? so uh so i ended up going there and then um i walked in there great house like humongous house awesome and uh it was like a frat house like literally was a frat yeah. house and he was like all right we're gonna go train in the back and so they started training he was with his coach and uh, ran him through a little circuit, did some mobility work with him. He took it, honestly, 100% professional. Yeah. Right? He was definitely down for the training. And then at the end, we were, they were running a little late. And I remember his partner was like, we got to go. We got we to gotta wrap this up. And I was like, all right, well, he goes, I was like, well, where you got to go? He's like, yeah, we got to go to this, uh, this fucking Catalina wine mixer. Oh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stepbrothers and like, shit. This yeah. is a real thing? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> 
you're shitting me right now, right? So, no, nah, he wasn't lying. He really went to that motherfucking Catalina no, wine mixer. Hey, you know, nice. you know, no bullshit. That's from Step Brothers, and uh, I thought it was fake too. Yeah. Up until I, I think I was in Cali, and they told me about it. I'm like, holy shit, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true rich people. Shit That's right hilarious. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found out that when we left, <laughs> when we left, we was watching his like his Instagram, and he got on his bus, like his private little bus, and then went to a yacht, and then as he was, you know. Sailing through wherever, the fucking helicopter lands on the boat. They get on the helicopter and go over to the Catalina wine mixer. Damn, hey, it's like a tough fucking life, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, they doing it though. They tough doing it. Yeah, yeah. Then they, fights, they, you know, Floyd Mayweather. A <laughs> yeah, <years later>. yeah. <laughs> but bro, I wanted to ask you, man, how do how'd you start training? Like, how'd you get? To start training the the elite man that you're training, you're just training Dustin Poirier and man, man uh, the, the, the list goes on and, goes on and on and on. I mean, how'd that door open for you? A lot of it, I think, it comes from me just putting my head down and working. You know, uh, opportunities opened up when I was able to put myself in the position to do so. I think, you know, it, it does definitely help if you know some people. You know, Dean actually helped me open up the doors to me to get into Coconut Creek and train those individuals and then from there my abilities kept me in the door and and allowed me to to actually create a bond and a relationship with all that all the fighters that i work with i work with well over i want to say at least two to three hundred ufc fighters you know um now i'm able to coach other coaches i have over a thousand coaches in my mentorship program so that's awesome from around the world but yeah man it was the first day that i got to, to att and um i was i mean i've been there before obviously you know Cross training and stuff like that, going down there, avoiding Hector Lombard by any means. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he had a corner in the gym that nobody wanted to go to, and, it, and I was about a hundred. I'll give you this one. So this is a good Hector Lombard story. By oh, the way. let's go, yeah, let's go. Good. So you, me and Hector go way back. We were probably. I was a fighter when I first met him. I was probably about twenty two, twenty one years old. And so he, this was when he was like killing it in Bellator. Yeah. He was like twenty three and oh, he's like knocking dudes' heads off, right? And um, he would always have that corner in the gym where nobody really wanted to go. And so I get there one Tuesday night. This is when we used to do a blockeo. So like we would all ATTs would come together and they would train that night. Nice. And so I went there and a lot of the guys would come up to me like, "Hey man, how you doing? Great, great to see you. Just don't go over there." Yeah, right? just don't, yeah. don't stay away from Hector, right? So, meanwhile, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing pretty well with a lot of the guys. So then, one of the coaches goes, "All right, you come over here," and he points over to the direction of where That's Hector is. Yeah. You not to go. And I'm like, "Fuck!" All right. So now I'm like hyped up. I'm like, "All right, let's go." You know, it's gonna happen. It has yeah. to happen, right? And I'm about 175 pounds now. So Hector is like 215, just yoked, right? Yeah. Um, and he's Hector Lombard. So I'm like, all right, let's just do it, you know. Not too much fearful, just know that I know that it's going to be a fight, right? right? It's not going to be a sparring match right, whatsoever. Right, right, right. But I ended up sparring with Sabah, Sabah Hamasi, yeah. so, which, which was good. I mean, actually, Sabah would give me some good work. But at the same time, Sabah and him are actually real training partners. So he's coaching Sabah as I'm, like, working, you right, know. Right. And we're doing pretty well going back and forth. So he's seeing your mistakes, too, at the same time. He's seeing that, but he's also yelling at Sabah at the top of his lungs and getting pissed off at him yeah. because he's not doing what he's telling him to do. You know how Hector is, right? <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta be mindful of this because there's going to come a time, and I know that he will come out of nowhere and try to just be like, all right, let me handle this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Sabah ends up ends up hitting me in in the groin, right? So he gives me the low blow, and he says, "He's like, oh, you good?" And, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good." And Hector, he didn't hit him. He didn't hit him. You're good. It was in the stomach, and I was like, I was like, damn. He goes, "No, no, Hector. I really, I felt the cup. Like he really hit me. It really hit him." So he goes, "Not nah, as bullshit, man. Fuck that." Keep going, it's pussy. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so, so after all that, we ended up. It was over, and then after sparring, he shows me some a couple of techniques, and I'm like, man, I used to look up to this guy as I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, as I'm as I'm coming through the ranks and stuff. And I go, yo, man, listen, just to let you know, like you're a big inspiration for me, and you know, true like starstruck quality moment, right? Yeah. And he goes, what the fuck did you say? What's up to me, man? He goes, I met you. You work at LA Fitness. And I was like, I don't work at LA Fitness, man. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I know I know you. You don't know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was funny. <laughs> and then so we end up going to the LA Fitness next door because it's right next to LA uh-huh. Fitness. And uh I would say about ten or twelve UFC fighters plus Bellator fighters are Basically, yeah. <laughs> just meeting up there, <laughs> sitting there. We're about to get a smoothie because that's what they did. They, you know, post workout type stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll hang out. And he's talking to me, and I see it at the corner of his eyes. He's looking back behind me, and he's like staring down like these three like meatheads that yeah. are just fucking staring out over at us because they see. I think, in my opinion. Yeah. There's like 12 UFC fighters. So right, they're right. like, oh shit. Yeah, look at them. They're, they're, they're right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took it as they wanted to fight. Oh, he goes, shit. the fuck you looking at, man? He's like, you, you think you're tough guys? We're the real tough guys. And I look and I go, Hector, they might want to autograph, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, true. <laughs> it's, true. it's not everybody wants to fight, bro. Yeah. Like, it's okay. And then he turned around and, and, and started talking to the, to the, to the girl that was getting our smoothies at that point. And then it was over, and it was all good. So, That's Hector for you, man. With all that being said, I don't know where I went with that, but yeah, yeah. good story nonetheless. And, and, but no, but we were talking about how, how you trained in the elite, yeah. but it started from there. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to, like, understand, you know, how they ran stuff at that right, time. Right, and right. I saw some of the strength and conditioning that they were doing. And then going back up to my gym, I opened up my own facility at 22 years old. So yeah, I had nice. my own gym. I started, actually opened up the spot where the old ATT was where I started MMA. Okay, dope. So when Dean left, I took over that spot and started doing strength conditioning in there. And then I had some of my teammates that would come over. And then I, ultimately, I was able to get a full cage in there, a ring in there. I had a bunch of stuff. So we had about 11,000 square feet, had about 300 members. It was, it, was, it was popping. But at the end of the day, my goal was to level up, right? So I didn't want to stay in Port St. Lucie and just work the local scene. I wanted to work worldwide. I wanted to work with high-level individuals. So I had a couple of pros, but nothing major. And then I had some college, high school, or college and high school football players. Now, when I got when I when I got injured, I ended up obviously retiring from MMA. From MMA. And I was like, all right, I didn't want anything to do with MMA for a long time. It was probably about a year and a half, and that's a long time for me, yeah. really, because I was totally separated from it so I, I decided to do everything under the sun to just keep my mind away from it so I was doing bodybuilding I was doing strongman I was doing powerlifting I was trying to do as much as I could from a competitive standpoint right. to, stay, still, to stay away from fighting exactly but I kept going back to it right mm-hmm. and so I was like I ended up calling Dean and I said oh, man can we meet and we met up that day and uh, I was telling him you know like listen I don't have I'm not not training anymore you know i want to get back into the to the sport at least and uh do you have any guys that you think that i could work with and he actually got the job he was coaching down there at this nice. point 
And I go, um, he goes, you know, you might be in luck because the old strength conditioning coach is actually leaving. So he's like, can you get your resume together and go down there today? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I got the resume, shot on down there. And the first day I was able to train Dustin, Hector, uh, was it King Mola Wall, Tisha Torres, and Daya Davis. So I trained all of them at that in one group right so i was able to talk with with dustin for a a good while before we started the training so we we hit it off pretty well in the beginning obviously dustin's a nice guy so he's just gonna talk regardless you know what i'm saying and we we had good conversation but i remember the first day i trained him he didn't like me because of the fact that i was like you know (laughs) too too much of that like high school camp style like i'm coming from that so right, right. i forgot that they don't need that shit yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. so that was a good way of me understanding how to actually coach other individuals right, right, right? right so right. i got to learn how to actually coach from a holistic side from a from an art of coaching perspective and um yeah so i ended up going down there for about i want to say a month maybe maybe three weeks to a month no pay, just going down there, just showing what I got, and then end up getting the job at that point. Closed the gym. Well, I sold the gym, opened up a smaller gym just to do content and just do, like, you know, personal training here and there. Um, after that, I ended up just being down south the entire time. So closed that gym down and opened up one in, in Pompano in the pandemic. Oh, so shit. that oh, was, that was something. Because of the fact that, like, for the most part, they weren't able to train all of the fighters, right? right? So, like, guys had fights coming up, and especially the ones that, like, fight in LFA or something like that in the lower regional scenes, they had they had nowhere to train. So I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to open up my spot because I wanted to do the content there anyways. There was, it was a little conflict with, like, doing content in the gym and everything else. I was like, listen, to make it easier on everybody, I'll just go find a spot. It's fine. And I wanted to start the podcast and all that. So open up that and then, um, you know, bringing people over there. Then ultimately I just had to leave, man, at that point. You know, I was just too much going on. The brand was building, you know, and I wanted to do other things. I wanted to work with other fighters from different camps, right? right? right. So, like, I was working with uh, Frankie Yeager a little bit here and there, and I couldn't because of ATT, being, being a part connection. of ATT. Right, right, yeah. right. Man, that's awesome. So you had a, a great start, and it looks like a lot. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and the timing was perfect, too, when, yeah, uh, when absolutely. you did all that. That's absolutely. awesome. Um, I saw today too, man. You were training Timberland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's like I mean, listen. So this is funny because you know Jake Jake hooked it up. Yeah, Jake yeah. Boswick. So okay. check out the the past episode right before yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. check that episode out. It might, it might be after. It might be after. Yeah, we'll yeah. But check it out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you check out all the episodes. Right, 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 yeah, right. hell yeah. yeah. Um, Don't blink. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he was working with him for like five years. I think he was with you at the gym too yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and. Um, he he came to me one day and he was like, man, I think Tim needs some like mobility. He needs like more strengthening. And I was like, all right, well, I'll come, I'll come see what's up. And ended up, you know, hitting it off. I, I ran him through some drills. You know, we we found some deficiencies, some dysfunction. And then from there, he was just like, when can you come back? And so we've been going for about two years strong now. And now now we're working together pretty much every day. Yeah, so he's lost a, he's lost a good amount of weight lost about 30 40 pounds you know what i mean but the goal for us really was to just gain back functionality you know he he was stuck in that you know he's a, he's a producer so he's yeah. like stuck in that posture <laughs> and like yeah. you know and then he's snacking all the time back right. you know right. back in the booths and then i'm like yeah, listen this has got to change <laughs> yeah. and so the good thing is also is that like being able to be around that really lets off like a, a certain 
level of like confidence for me, right. you know, and I'm able to be around high level individuals and that leaks off into everything that I do. Absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah, hell great, yeah. great energy to be around yeah. people like that too. And, and you know, I mean, I don't know Timberland like personally, but you know, I've seen through Jake and through you that he's the type of person like that likes to help people around them. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's great. Definitely. Uh, my brother, you got, what you got coming up uh, in the near future, man? I know you, you're constantly putting out that's content. I know you're, you know, you're constantly on YouTube. You uh, I just did your podcast. Mm -hmm. So you're 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 like me, you're an octopus. He's so doing got, it. A little bit of hands everywhere. You know what I mean, it, man? Yeah, we gotta do what we gotta do, man. Exactly. You know that exactly. Um, no, I, I got a lot of stuff for quarter one and quarter two that I want to you know get out there. Not too much if I if I want to tell you right now. Right, right, right. No I problem. will say that we are gonna drop more merchandise. You know, just keep watching. People. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I got a couple couple of programs coming out, new online programs coming out, and then also maybe uh, maybe some supplements. So. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Now that you just dibbled on something right there, you just bling. yeah, we're going to have the how how has the, it transitioned protein powder? No, and how has <laughs> it how has it transitioned now? At least like training and with the whole digital space and now being able to like even content on YouTube can be yeah. seen from you know what yeah, I'm saying the sure. other side of the world. Man, it changed the trajectory of my entire career. Yeah, you know, it was a time where I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to put a couple of programs out and see how it does. And now it's like major money maker. For yeah, me, that's you know? it. Now, that's now, it. now yeah. you have to put out programs because people are waiting. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I remember the first time I did the program. The one program that I started with was Fight Ready, which was an MMA based program. And the guy that I did it with, uh, Chris Barnard, and uh, my my now my partner now Chris Asuni, um, came together and did this like mega program. And he told me, he goes, you know. He showed me another program that he did just recently, and he goes, you know, this this program in the first week sold a hundred thousand, <laughs> and I go, I said, you didn't act like you didn't just say that. Yeah. I was like, hundred thousand in the first week for a program? I, I write that in like five minutes. We can do this. Yeah. So yeah, it ended up he was right. And let me tell you something, man. So I started training with Mac. And uh, and Maxine, I you know I did something with him. I think it was a podcast, or mm -hmm. maybe I just had a picture from backstage or something. He's like, "Man, you know, you know the rule." I'm like, "Man, that's my dog." He said, "Man, that dude's the, you know the master." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, cool, no problem." I put you know put him in a little group text. Yeah. Going to hit each other. So I I guess I think it was the podcast because then another one of my homeboys is just friends. <laughs> he's like, "Man, you got to put me down with the rule too." So in that world, man, you're doing your thing. So that, that, it, that's amazing. Thank you, brother. And. Um, you know, something I like to ask all I guess too is, uh, you know, a lot of young people out there, we motivate a lot of people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From from fighting to, to just trying to help people out to doing this on, on podcasts. Sure. You know, um, what would you tell some a, a younger you out there, man? A younger me? Yeah. I always fall back to this, man. It's more about, you know, understanding the process, yeah. you know, being patient. A lot of times is, you know, you think that you got to get at it right away. Right. You know, there's there's plenty. Of time. I'm 33 right now, and I, I can't wait till I'm 43. I can't, <laughs> yeah. and then I probably won't wait till I'm 53 <laughs> at that point because I know there's so much more to learn. There's yeah. so much more to gain, and so for that, it's just be patient, be consistent, understand the process, increase your value every day by learning and experiencing new things. Right. So there's never a day that I try not to experience new things and learn inside the process. So when you can have that, you understand that you create the routine around the strategies that is going to take you to that next level and everything else will fall into play. Absolutely, man. You said one huge thing for me is consistency, dog. I yep. think I think that is the, uh, you know, there's there, there's a lot of factors into making yourself a successful person. But consistency, I think, is the biggest one. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, there's good days, there's bad days, but it don't matter. You have to be there. You know, mm, Keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Another big thing, part of this show, man, is uh, 
We believe in aliens over here. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> he watches hey, the show. He you know, know what? Up. Look, uh, hey, did uh, you uh, see your last knockout? That was an alien right? move. Hey, <laughs> hey, you were back there for the three second yeah, knockout. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it's over. <laughs> 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 hey, and you know what? We were just watching that Jake Paul video where an alien flies over, man. But uh, no, I, you know, I've, I've asked every guest that's been on the show about whether they believe it or not mm. because, again, like I say on every show, it's there's some weird shit out there, man. Sure. Um, uh, uh, and and again, it falls back. And are, are we the only people in this whole galaxy? And besides that, there's shit on this earth that we live on, like the pyramids, that we still can't explain. Sure. So all that shit brought but, my mind. He yeah. got some exclusive shit though. What are you about to say? About what? About <laughs> aliens? You know, you seen some shit over there. So see, l- listen. Come on, drop it. <laughs> what, drop I will, what I will say is that I'm never going to look past it. Right? Mm-hmm. You look at like what's going on in the world. Right? Did you see China just launched their own sun? Oh, I seen that Did the other day. That? Y'all seen that? No. So Yo, this is this, no, is, this no. is real life right no. now. All right. So we're getting into the times where wait, you're wait, gonna see wait, some wait. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, well, look. I'll tell you this. I remember this was about four or five years ago. Whatever. I was looking on a magazine and had a picture of uh, people walking through either Shanghai or Beijing, and the, mm-hmm. the the atmosphere was so fucking polluted that they had TV monitors on on buildings like Times Square yeah. with the sunrise and the sunset. Mm. Right, because you couldn't see the fucking actual yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah. So now you're telling me they lost some shit. They got to put like an artificial sun. They yeah, need, they need their own light. At this I gotta point. Google this shit as soon as yeah, we get off this yeah. fucking I mean, podcast, like, bro. <laughs> no, it's some crazy shit. I seen it. I seen it the other day. They, it's, it's like a, it's a sun that gives out like almost like even nine times more heat than the Eight actual times. sun. And this is here goes a funny fucking. Here's another one. Right? So when, whenever whenever something like this happens. The one that doesn't believe any of it ever, and it doesn't matter what the what the data says, right. it could have peer-reviewed studies, it could have all that. Timberland will not believe any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy. He's like, how do they know it's eight times the, the heat? Yeah. They ain't over they don't know. It could just be hot. And they yeah. don't even know. And like, I go, and I'm uh, like, <laughs> Timberland, they got people who go to school for this I was, shit. I was like, yeah, but there's there's some studies out that would say, you know, and it, it not the sun thing, yeah. but other things that yeah. he just does not believe in. But I'll tell you this, you know, the Chinese is uh is doing something. You gotta be like up on it, honestly. I think that for the most part, man, they started TikTok. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? No, but they're doing it is for a reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is to get environmental health, whatever. No, no, and then they said they're gonna leave it like like eight months or not or some shit like I'm that. Tell you, I'm, I'm gonna tell you it. something, man. The Chinese, you know what I mean, are very intelligent people because they did start TikTok, right? But this is what they did also. <laughs> On TikTok, when when a kid swipes more than like ten times, they go to educational shit. Yeah. And then at a certain time it's there is no TikTok. You can't even get on it. Mm-hmm. Here in USA, yeah. they're dumbed out, bro. Be wild. You scroll, you twerk I grew up riding bike. And I got I, I I'm good with my peripheral and I'm good on my reflexes because I got to watch dodging cars and all types of shit. Yeah. Nowadays kids are getting plastered on the street. Cause they're, you know what I mean? and, and, very true. Man. So very so true. yeah, it's a different lifestyle, bro. Well, watch yeah. out for the VR man, the metaverse. <laughs> oh, now, so. what's up? We training people in hey, the metaverse. We're we the metaverse. Yeah, we are, we are training people in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm taking it over. I'm going. I'm going gym inside the metaverse and everything. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Oh shit. I need a membership, bro. NFT <laughs> collections coming in the metaverse. Is it? Is it? That's dope. Oh man, Listen. 2022 is looking real promising. Yeah, fucking eight, man. Fucking eight. Shit's <laughs> just, just crazy. He's like, I heard some shit today. Like, well, we're like, uh, like. You don't really own shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like everything's like in the middle verse. We're like, oh yeah. no, no, I got, a crib. I got a crib, I got a gym. 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 But wait, but 
Wait, wait, when you take this off, like, do yeah. you? Yeah. You ever seen Ready Player One? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah player One. Yeah, great Ooh. movie. Might put me on on that. Great one. movie and great like analogy for what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah. You look at like Demolition Man. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. There's been a few. There's been. I mean, The Matrix. Obviously, you look at those films and they're just just getting us ready right 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 they're warming us up for right what's right, right right fucking wild so gosh. what are we gonna do that is coming like we we gotta you know well, adapt a die that, right we gotta adapt the die first and foremost strap on your seatbelt bro that's, that's it's gonna, gonna be a wild fucking ride let me tell <laughs> yeah, you that right now yeah. right worse than the roller coasters over at islands of adventure <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly what i will say is i like to be ahead of the curve so even if i even if i don't understand it completely I'm still gonna dive in a little bit. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Because honestly, in all actuality, like when when guys started fighting in cages, like you look at that back in the day, they really didn't know a whole lot about right. everything that right. needs to be done inside the cage. They just had one thing that they knew, and they just went head first into yeah, it. Yeah, but and evolution, then it yes, yeah, exactly. evolution, and we're at this shit today, man. Be in it. Listen, man, y'all keep your motherfucking eyes open. <laughs> Don't blink, podcast motherfuckers. This has been Phil Deru, my brother, yes. in the building, man. Bam, bam. Let them know where to find you at. So at Darue Strong, the Instagram, I got my YouTube channel, Phil Darue, and uh, also Twitter's at Darue Strong, my website, DarueStrong.com. Easy. Fucking Easy. A. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a workout, man. <laughs> you heard? Hey, thank you so much for being on, my brother. My truly, dog, truly, my truly, truly appreciate, appreciate you, bro. It, man. Yes, sir. We got to have you back on, man. Absolutely. I, I know there's Absolutely. a million more stories to tell, oh, 100%. too. 100%. Hell yeah. yeah. Way more. Hey, me, the kid, Phil Darue, Don't yeah. Blink Podcast, and Don't Blink, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Two Nights got something great going on. We got some great guests coming up. It's gonna be dope. We got some dope people that, that already you know signed up to do it with us, which is great. A lot of people show us love, and uh, it's because we love them back for sure.